Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Praise the Lord. I met a, I, I met this gentleman on the bus on the bus this morning as I was coming here. We got, you know how I like to talk. We got chatting. Um, he started it anyway. I sat by him. I was standing there for a bit because the bus was full, and then I got a seat and I sat by him. And then um, he was like, I, "I said good morning." And he was like, "You sound like a Ghanaian." I said, "Hold on, let me check." <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I checked, and actually, I was like, "I'm a Ghanaian." So I told him, "Yeah, I'm a Ghanaian." <laughs> so we started chatting. Um, when I finish this, what I'm going to say to you, we take the first offering, that's five pounds each, that I'm going to sell this information to you. Okay? Praise the Lord. So, we, got, we started chatting, and he said, um, he said his son is 55 years. He was born in this country. And I thought, you know, that really humbles me. I thought, yeah, I've been here 50 years. You know, I've been in England 50 years. But he said his son is, that was born here is 55. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay. And then he started told, uh, I, I said, oh, that means you came in the 60s. He said, yeah. He said that 1963, he was working as an electrician. Now, don't try to work out how old this man is, okay? He's, he was working at elect, as an electrician in Ghana. And he was fixing um, some white people's house. And when the guy, that, the, the, the white man that was going out, going out driving, is going out, told him to come and shut the garage door. So he went and shut the door. But as he was shutting the door, he found a, bo a, bo a bulk of money. So he picked it up. He knew it was the guy's money. Picked it up, went and put it in his uh, toolbox. So he said, after a while, maybe about an hour and a half, the guy running in, he thought he's left the money in his bedroom, went in the bedroom, he couldn't find it, and he started screaming, ah, I lost the money, What's the, I lost the money. And the guy went and took the money and went and gave it. Where did you find it? Where, where, you know, how do you, get, how do you get hold of this? Where did you find it? He said, oh, when you asked me to shut the door, I saw I shut the garage door, I saw it out there, and I picked it up. And it was like, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. This was 63. So he just fell in love with, it, with him, you know. To cut this long story short, when Nkrumah came and all the white people were being sent out, repatriation, the guy found, looked for him and found him and told him he's going back to England and he's not coming back. Would you like to come with me? And he was like, and then he asked him again. 
And he was like, well, yeah, I would like to, but my parents can't afford it, you know. So he said, how old are you? He said, he's 25 <clears throat> at that time. So he did all, he, he gave him, he said he gave him 100 pounds. He said, tomorrow don't come to work. Go and start processing your passport. And cut the long story short, he brought him into this country. Found he was the guy. The, the guy was in Birmingham, so he found him accommodation here in London, and gave him his contact details if he has anything, and gave him a cash of five hundred pounds. In those days. In those days. In those days. It's good to be honest. It's good to be honest. You know, the thousand pounds in those days were a lot of money, but it would have never got him to where he is today if he had taken the money. And the thing is, the guy will never know he took the money. But there's somebody above that knows that brings me to, can we play the thing, please? Thank you, Lord. Um, we're going to show you a clip here. I'd like to know what you're going to do when you retire from boxing. When I retire from boxing, I really don't know. I want to say something right here. You all might, this might make you all think. Get ready to meet God. How many here believe there's a supreme being, believe there's a God? How many believe there's some power that made the sun, the moon, and stuff? How many believe that this stuff didn't just come out here, somebody wiser than us made it? How many believe there's a God? How many believe there's not a God? All right. If I told you, you who don't believe in God, if I told you that this glass sprang into existence, this glass made itself, no man made this glass, would you believe it? If I turn on this television station, it's popped into existence. It just, no man made it. You said Muhammad Ali's crazy. All right. If that glass couldn't make itself, if this building didn't make itself, then how did the moon get out there? How did the stars and Jupiter, Neptune and Mars and the sun, how did nature, how, how did all this come here if didn't know why is something planning to make it? So what I'm saying is I believe that we're going to be judged. God is watching me. God is God don't praise me because I beat Joe Frazier. God don't give nothing about Joe Frazier. He wants to know how do we treat each other? How do we help each other? So I'm gonna dedicate my life to using my name and popularity, helping charities, helping people, uniting people, bring people bumming each other because of religious beliefs. We need somebody in the world to help make peace. So when I die, if there's a heaven, I wanna see it. We are going to die soon. This is not the life now. This is a test to see where will we spend our life. Your soul and your spirit never die. That's going to live forever. So your body is just housing your soul and spirit. So God is testing us on how we treat each other, how we live, to see where our real home be in heaven. So this physical stuff don't last for so long. There have been many kings and queens of England. They're all dead. After this one is gone, another one will come. So we don't stay here. We're just trustees. We don't own nothing. The most important thing about life is what's going to happen when you die. Are you going to go to heaven or hell? And that's eternity. How long is eternity? Give you an idea how long eternity is. Take the Sahara Desert 
and I told you to wait a thousand years. And every thousand years, I want you to pick up a grain of sand until the desert is empty. So it just scares me to think that I'm going to die one day and go to hell. I'm on an airplane that might blow up. I'm always traveling. The police, I might kill people. I might rob people. The authorities might not catch me. The FBI, Scotland Yard might not catch me. But when I die, somebody's watching me and keeping count, and I can't get away. So what am I going to do when I'm through fighting? Get myself ready to meet God and go to the best place. Does that make sense? Thank you. Some of you don't know Muhammad Ali, but Ali was there. He said, I'm the greatest, the greatest boxer that ever lived and probably will ever live. Um, I know he, he became a Muslim, but the message that he gives out there is truth. The message, forget about whether I'm Christian or Muslim or Hindu, or the message is truth. That there is heaven to gain and there is hell to shun. We cannot get away from that fact. That is truth. And I want to encourage you today that we need to sort out our life properly. The clock is ticking as we wake up every morning. Time is going as we wake up every morning. And we need to sort ourselves out that we are fully persuaded of our destiny. We need to be fully persuaded. Listen, what did Ali say? We are only what? Caretakers, stewards. We don't owe nothing. You know, Jesus gives a parable and in, a, in, a, in, a, in, the, in the parable, it sums, it sums up to occupy until I come. That the life that we live here, we're to live it with an expectation that someone owns it. And we're going to give an account to the owner that gave us 10 pounds to trade with. With some of us, with our 10 pounds, we trade wisely. We invested it wisely. The 10 pounds is our time, our life. And we used it wisely for the Lord. And so when he came, occupy until I come, when he came, he thought, well... It's not bad. It's done a good job and added more to us. Praise the Lord. Like I said, where's the offering, Bo? That's the five five pounds each that I'm collecting. <laughs> now we're gonna start the sermon. 
Um, you know, I've got, I was telling um, Chelsea that I've got a degree in jokes, so don't take too much notice of me. I, I come up with a, a, any excuse, any, any opportunity to crack a joke, I'm there. So just go with the flow, okay? Now we're going to read um, Acts 16, isn't it? A scripture I'll never forget. Um, because I gave you Acts 13 and then it was actually 16. So I, because of that, I won't forget. Acts 16, 30. Um, it says, then he brought them out and asked, Sir, what must I do to, to be saved? Uh, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. We say this, um, this month we're talking about um, to have, I, I, are you a believer? Am I a believer? Now, for you to become a believer, there are two points there in the scripture. It says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, believe in the Lord and you will be saved. What must we do in order to be, to, to be, uh, to be saved? And it says, believe and be saved. Um, there is action. And when you act, you get results. Amen? So it says, act, believe. And you get results. The result is, you'll be saved. So, if I, give, I, if I return the question back to you, are you a believer most of us will say yes. How did you become a believer? How did you become a believer? It says, believe and you'll be saved. And if you read the accounts, he believed and his whole household got saved. How do we become believers? If if we look in Romans 10, Romans 10, let's read from 9. It says, if you op openly declare, do you have King James there, please? Can I have the King James? It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He said, why, why do you want King James? Well, I've recited the King James so much that I actually don't read it. I just say it. So, yeah, that's why I want King James. Praise the Lord. So, if you, if you believe in, in your heart that God raise Jesus Christ from the dead, you will be saved. So when the Bible says, 
if you believe in your heart, which means that you can believe elsewhere and not the heart. When you pinpoint the heart, it means that you can believe in your head and not your heart. So, for us to be saved, we have to believe in our heart. Now, let me just drop this in. Um, thank you, Lord. John chapter 4. I believe it's John chapter 4, verse 24. Thank you, Lord. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, we're talking about we are believers. We're saying we believe in our heart, and that is why we got, that's how we got saved. And I said, you can believe in your heart and you can believe in your head because the God that we believe in is a spirit. And if we are going to deal with him, we must deal with him in the spirit. God is a spirit to relate to him, to have conversation with him, to do anything with God who is a spirit, you, ma you, have to do, you have to do it in the spirit. You have to go to his, uh, his realm in order to deal with him. We know that we are thripos beings. We are spirit, soul, and body. Ali said... Your, your, the physical will die. The physical house the, the, the soul and the, uh, the soul and the spirit. So we are spirit, soul and body. Our spirit, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. So our spirit, is what connects our spirit, is what gives us access to enter into the... Uh, our spirit is what brings us in the presence of the Lord in, through Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. My point I want you to pick up is if you say you are a believer, then you must be spiritually minded. Because God is a spirit, and we will deal with him in the realm of the spirit. So you must be spiritually minded. You must communicate with God in the spirit realm. You see, we have the, Pastor Hagen says, the, the natural and the supernatural comes together and they make an explosive force for God. The natural, that is the physical realm, 
and the spiritual realm, when they come together, when you bring them together, because we, we are spirit, we also have a physical body. When the two of them emerges, then you make an explosive force for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are going to deal with God, or we should deal with God. We must communicate with God. We must live with God. We must relate with God in the spirit. That is why, you know, sometimes you, you will say something, and it means something, it means something to somebody, and it means nothing to the other person. They both heard. One of them picked it up in spirit, the other one didn't pick it up. Praise the Lord. Am I a believer? I want to ask you, are you walking in the spirit or are you walking in the physical? If you are walking in the spirit, then you will be able to relate to God. You'll be able to walk with God in that realm that he's in. Amen. So God is a spirit. We must worship him in spirit. Why do we want to be believers? Why are we believers? David, can you bring me the thing here? Why, are, why do we want to be, be believers? Why are we believers? Thank you, Lord. If I put the mic down to go and get it, it's going to be. So, can you help me? Turn this upside down, inside out. Turn it over. You have to take the, you have to take this out. And then put it in the right way. Sorry. Hey, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. No, no. You're good, you're good, you're good. You've done this before, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, Please, try and get what I'm trying to get across to you. You see, as a believer, you must have a goal. Muhammad Ali said, heaven is where he wants to go. So when he retire, he's going to live his life preparing to go and meet the maker. In this life that we're living today, we must have, you know, in essence, the whole life that we're living today, we must have a goal. And this is our goal. If you're living without a focus, without a vision, Without a mission, without a goal of heaven, you are losing out. You are losing out. Our life should be tailored to end up here. 
Praise the Lord. Please listen to me carefully. Our life as a believer, if you are a believer, then you should tailor your life with this goal that I will make heaven. I say, since I've been to, uh, what's that place called again? Ghana. Since I've been to Ghana, um, the local place is called Ejusu. Thank you so much. <laughs> since I've been, don't laugh. Since I've been to Ghana in Ejusu, I begin to say to people, and not just begin to say, that's what I'm living for, to hear. Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of my rest. That's what I'm li living for for today. That's what my life has been tailored for. To hear from the Lord, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of my rest. You see, this life is a journey. That we are going. Wherever we are. Whatever junction we get. If we have given our life to the Lord Jesus. We must be fully persuaded. That he will not disappoint us. What song did we sing just now? His mercies are new every morning. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ is not going to disappoint our confidence that we put in him. That is guaranteed. That is, true. That is for sure. You see, this life, this journey, I've, I've been on this planet 74 years. I've been on this planet. I know you, you might not you might not believe it. But it's true. I've been on this planet seven so I got I, thank you so much. Put your hands together for him for being bold to tell the truth. It doesn't surprise me that you don't believe me. In fact, I I said that so you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> Now, just one more time, and I won't say it again. I've been on this planet 74 years. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And in that 74 years, I've gained some experience. I've got some insight. This journey, this journey of life, this, this journey of life has bumps. And it has many bumps. You see, please, one thing that is so, so important in your life is to be humble. God resists the proud, but he gives grace 
to the humble. This journey, it's not easy. Don't let anybody fool you that it's rosy cozy. No, this journey, especially when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, it, it gets worse before it gets better. You see, whilst you did not know Christ, you belong to the devil. Why will the, any, why will the devil try to mess you up? Am I making sense? You see, why will a father wants to mess up their son? Why will a mother wants to mess up their son or daughter? Whilst you didn't know Christ, you belong to the devil. The devil's time is not enough to go and use it against his own people. He sends his time. To go and use it against the enemies. Who are the devil's enemy? The children of God. The believers. So if you turn your life over to Christ. And you start having issues of life. And if you are a believer. And you are having issues of life. That is the norm. Praise the Lord. I said, that is the norm. That's the norm. But if you have the spirit of humility, if you have the spirit of humility, God will always be on your side and help you. Praise the Lord. God will always be on your side and will help you. Help you for what? See, help you to get you to your destiny. Amen. Heaven is our goal as a believer. If you do not have this vision, if you do not have this goal, The enemy will use you like ping pong. Do you know what ping pong is? Eh? Here today, there tomorrow, here today, there tomorrow, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. And you will not have a standing in the Lord. See, I made this. As you go on this journey, you find there's an exit there. See, it's up to you. The enemy has made sure that there is an exit for you. And is doing everything that I was going to say it can. He's doing everything that he can to get, take, to get you to take the exit route. 
When I, when I say exit route, it just means a diversion. Whilst you are focused, going, and all the obstacles that are in the way, sometimes I, 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 I've grown to, to like this, that, you know, as you stand in the Lord and become stronger and stronger, God does not remove those obstacles. He strengthens you to climb over it. Amen. So, whilst you're going through all those, there is the exit. Sometimes you get tired. Tired, tired, tired. I solved this problem. Only yesterday, wake up this morning, I just got a phone call, another problem. You saw this problem only to, and then you get a grace period, a day off. The next day, there's another issue. And you are forever, forever and forever with issues of life. And you think, enough is enough. I'm a, you know, I can't, this Christian thing. I thought they said, you know, you become a Christian believer, everything's going to be all right. It's worse now. Listen, it gets worse before it gets better. Stand on your ground. You, you, please listen to me. You are better off to stand on your ground and fight the fight than to give in because when you give in, the enemy don't go on holidays. He's only going to make sure that you don't rise up again. He's only going to make it push you down further that you don't get up again. So you're better off to stand and fight and fight and fight. But I tell you, if you're upright and you are, if you are standing and fighting, there will be grace for every journey that you take. Our God is not a God of disappointment. Our God is not a God of disappointment. He will not disappoint our confidence that we put in him. So if you are standing and believing him, he will make sure that it comes out all right. That's why the hymn writer says, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. There is no other way. There is nothing that you can do unless, of course, you want to go to the darker side of the world, spiritual dark side. Unless you want to do that. I was talking to someone in Ghana on the phone. I think it was Friday. And he was, he knew somebody that knew in the circle and some of the things he was saying, some of the things that 
church pastors are doing. Heartbreaking. Everybody wants to be successful. Their success, success, that they will find medicine. Juju. They will find it in order to be successful in their eyes, not God's eyes. They, they want to be successful. That one is driving that car, so he wants that car. And where, where you went to get that car, take me there. God have mercy on us. And it breaks my heart. Because we cannot use the name of the Lord in vain. Some don't care. They say, when you die, you die. There's nothing after that. They want to do everything to be... That, that big house, that nice, uh, three cars, you know, four cars. That, that's, that's the life they want. Don't care. But there is God. Where, you see... What people don't know is whether you believe it or not doesn't change it. The fact that there is God does not, it's not because you believe or you don't believe, that's why he's God. He, can, he will do without you anyway. It's just, he, he feels sorry for you and giving you opportunity to get saved. Church, church, what I want us to realize is that this churchy thing that we are doing, come on now, that's a good one. Uh, churchy. Have you ever heard that word before? From me, right? Come on now. I, I, I used to say this long ago. You've forgotten. Mariama will agree with me. Stephen knows that. This churchy thing that we are doing, we need to understand that there is a reason why we gather here. We need to under and take it serious that we are walking, we are taking this journey, and we, are, we have a destiny. The trials and the tribulations and the challenges. Last week I was talking about Paul, who's that? What was I talking about? Journey. Joseph's journey to what? His greatness. This life that we are living, we will give an account of it one day to the one who owns that life. When he breathed in us, we became, the Bible says, man became a living stone. When he, God breathed into the statue, the statue became 
had a name and called him Adam. The owner of that breath, we will give an account to what we did with that breath that he gave us, which gave us life. We are to occupy until he comes again. Occupy means live. Yes, by all means, work, buy a house, buy, buy a nice car, nice clothes. <laughs> what do you think, Stevie? Praise the Lord. The, when I went to Germany, they bought me these trainers. Good. Yeah, so do, do all those things, but don't be sidetracked. Don't lose focus. Don't lose vision. Whatever that you are doing, you are doing it unto the Lord. Whatever that you are doing, you know, you are a believer. And whatever you are doing, work, relationships, fellowship, whatever it is that is part of your journey that you are doing, you must be focused of that man. That we will give an account to that man. Everybody may say, you are a fool. But you might be a fool to Jesus. I say it this way. Yeah, you. Hurry up. You don't have to church home before you get up. Please turn around. Okay. So I, 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 I put it this way. You see, and what I want you to do is we're going to just take turns and get you going. Okay? All right. So I'm, I, I, am, I am a believer. All right? But as a believer, I am, my faith is in Christ. Let's just say this is Jesus And so, me as a believer, I'm trusting Jesus who knows where he's going. So, I'm going to follow him. So, let's go. Thank you. Do you get the point? Do you get the point? The point is... I'm not as witty as him. I'm not as smart as him. I don't even know where I'm going. But th this is what believe means. Believe is, I trust him. I know you are here, but you know, you know the Ghana thing, yeah. I trust him, that is Jesus, that I have confidence 
that I can be blind and still follow him. For as long as I'm following him, for as long as I'm holding on to him, I am safe. I'm secured. A believer is somebody that has given every, everything unto the Lord Jesus. Trusting the Lord Jesus. And sometimes it's not easy. Because the flesh sets in. But if you can overcome. And that is why Romans 12. Can we, we look at that scripture. I don't really like reading that scripture outside. I only use it when I'm teaching. And, and, and when we finish this, don't, don't go and look at that scripture. <laughs> That's a joke. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. You see, God, when we give our life to him, expect us to be transformed to be changed. Amen. God expect us to be changed. How? By changing our way of thinking. Renew our mind. How do you renew your mind? You take you take the word of God Begin to put it in your mind and as you continue to feed yourself with the word of God, it washes away the old stuff. That's my way of putting it. Renewing it. You're renewing something. Something must come in for the old to get out. Hallelujah. And so, uh, uh, madam, and so it is important that we not only get saved, it is important that we not only confess Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, as we see in Romans 10, 9, and 10 there, but also, the next step is for us to renew our way of thinking. Let our thinking come in line with the word of God. Why? Because that is how we will be able to take this journey and overcome the tests and the challenges that we will meet on this journey. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to leave you with this. In this life, 
in this life. There, is, there are choices to be made. The first most important choice we will ever make is to accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. That is the most important choice. So, if you haven't made that choice, if you haven't made that most important choice, I want to encourage you to make that choice to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. The next thing is then for you to begin renewing your mind with the word of God. So I'm going to pray with you. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Do you believe the word of God? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? If you are, we need to go on to greater things. And our walk with the Lord. If we haven't, we need to take that giant, bold decision. And accept him as our Lord and personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I'm gonna pray here. I'm gonna pray from here, general prayer, and you repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I come into your I come into your presence today. Because I know that I am a sinner and your grace has enabled me to be here. So Lord, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my heart, lead me by the Spirit and help me to be focused on this journey to heaven in Jesus name holy spirit come into my life come and direct me come and help me in Jesus name if you were blessed by today's message why not share it with a loved one and as always stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk we hope you were blessed